Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
latest stuff that's going on in the world of sports. Um, if you'd like to talk to us, um, feel free um, to call us at 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So uh, feel free to call in, share share your thoughts. Uh, on any of those topics, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but with that said, um, yeah, let's let's um, yeah, let's talk about um, you know, today is the the twentieth anniversary, and I have a question I'd love to ask you, ladies and gentlemen, um, you know, um, who's tuning in, um, you know, where were you at if you were old enough, if you're you know, at least 20 years old, um, where were you at 9-11? And how has it shaped you? You know, that's my question uh, for today. For, um, you know, you know, you um, listeners who are, you know, taking part of this episode right now as I'm speaking to you. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, 20 days ago is a, you know, unfortunately, a day that will live in infamy, you know. Um, you know, it's going to go down with, um, you know, the the attack on Pearl Harbor, you know, 1941. Um, you know, Black Wall Street, that, that happened, um, what was, I think, a, 100 years ago to the, you know, um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, among other, you know, you know, horrible situations that have happened, you know, in America or even globally. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, if you were living at that, at, at that time, you know, you would have thought something like that would have never happened, you know, and, um, yeah, in case if you, you know, you, this is your first time listening to this show, um, you know, I, I might as well tell you how, you know, how I, you know, was affected by it. You know, um, yeah, 20 years ago today, you know, I was on my way to work. I mean, not work, actually, um, school. And, you know, I was watching watching on TV. And just when I was about to leave to head to school, you know, I, I, you know, I heard that the, that it, that it, um, you know, something happened to it, you know, to, to the World Trade Center. So they were replaying it on TV. And as I'm watching, I'm like, you know, it, it was a surreal experience. You know, I, I wouldn't, I couldn't believe something like that could happen. And I think at the, at that time, I thought it was uh, like a, like an accident. And then of course, surely enough, the second one hit. And at that time I only had regular TV. So, um, once, once the second one hit, basically, um, you know, I, it, it knocked out, you know, the satellite, you know, uh, on the regular TV. And, um, I only, I only could, um, watch CBS for like that, for that whole week, you know, as a result of it, but 
you know, that was, you know, unfortunately, you know, the least of the, you know, what happened, you know, the unthinkable happened, you know, thousands of people who were just going about their daily lives, you know, and unfortunately, you know, they were, it was gone in an instant, you know. My 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 thoughts and my my prayers, you know, go out to everybody who was, uh, you know, um, directly affected by it. You know, kids growing up without, you know, their parent or their parents because of the attack. Parents losing their children. You know, the spouses, you know, losing their loved ones. I mean, the list goes on and on, and um. You know, looking at the annual, you know, um, reading of the, you know, the the vic the, the 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 surviving members of the the victims of this heinous attack, um, you know, men- you know, mentioning all the names that were affected, and then at the very end, you know, mention the the very person or people that they lost, you know, as a result of you know the terrorist attack that happened. Um, 20 years ago, it's, you know, it's just a a sad and unbelievable feeling. I mean, if you weren't around at that time, it, it you know, you just, I mean, you just can't fathom something like that happening, you know. But um, again, you know, my thoughts and my prayers uh, go out to everybody you know, who was, you know, who lost somebody near and dear to them. Yeah, and, um, yeah, as a result, um, you know, when I went, you know, when I when I got to school and, you know, just, you know, was on my mind the whole, the, the whole day, um, you know, the, you know, my school made the right decision and, sh- you know, cancel all the classes because I mean I mean how how could we not how could we how could we in our right minds focus on people who lost their lives you know so yeah it was just a crazy moment I don't even I don't remember how I got home I don't remember if I walked home or took transportation or something it was just a weird a weird moment that, you know, will stay with you for the rest of your life, you know. And, yeah, everything, all, all the sporting events, everything, you know, was, you know, rightfully um, canceled because, I mean, you know, we weren't ready to just go on, you know, after all these lives were, were, were taken away from us, you know. And, um, you know, it was just, uh, you know, a sad day. And then, you know, eventually, you know, um, you know, um, you know, uh, sports eventually came back. I think Mets were on the road against, um, Pittsburgh. 
Um, and then afterwards, they, you know, 10 days after the attack, you know, um, September 21st, uh, 2001, you know, um, this strange um, decision to make, whether if they were going to play the series that they were going to face against the rival Braves, you know, that, um, or, you know, just postpone, postpone that game, you know, and, um, of course the Mets, uh, decided to, um, play that game. Um, you know, it was just a, a weird feeling, you know, you know, the bagpipes playing, uh, Diana Ross singing, um, you know, God bless America in the beginning. And then, you know, you had to play ball. And, um, yeah, the the Mets, you know, the fans, you know, it was just a weird, a weird situation because, you know, people, you know, at the same time, you know, people wanted to have an escape. But at the same time, it was like, is it too soon for us to be trying to, you know, go back to America's favorite pastime, you know, baseball? or play any sports because there's so many people grieving. And, um, you know, to this very day, these people are still grieving 20 years later. It's that feeling is never going to go away, you know, um, you know, then, you know, the seventh inning stretch happened. Um, you know, Liza Minnelli was singing, um, you know, the New York, New York song. Um, and, um, you know, eventually the, you know, the eighth inning happened. Um, Mets was trailing, I think, 2-1 at the time, if memory ser- served me right. Uh, Bruce Chan started that game. And, um, you know, of course, Piazza came up to the plate. Um, uh, hold on one second. I think Max here with us. Um, yeah, we got Mac on the line. What's up, Mac? Hey, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, you know, I was just right now giving my thoughts on the 9-11 tribute. And, you know, of course, um, I was, you know, basically, you know, asking people, you know, the, the audience, uh, where were they at 9-11 and how has it shaped their lives? And right now, as um, I was talking, I was, you know, basically summarizing, uh, you know, the, um, the you know, the, the 9-11 game that happened 20, 10 days afterwards, you know, when, uh, the Mets was down, I believe, by two score of two to one, and Piazza hit the decisive two-run home run to, um, you know, to you know lift the the team and the fan spirits, you know, that they didn't that they never expected, um, you know, hap, you know, happening, you know, and you know, and then I remember, you know, Benitez was saving as soon as we got the lead, you know, you know, I was excited, of course. And I was just thinking, you know, hopefully Benitez can hold on to this win and save it because, as you know, Mac, uh, Benitez is horrible uh, once it gets to, like, September and October. And then, of course, not to mention his nemesis was the Braves and the Yankees. And, yep. it, uh, you know, but he miraculously he was able to hold on to that, hold on to the lead, to the win. Uh, I think the Mets won, what, 3-2 to two that game. And, of course... What just a few days later, 
you know, he blew two decisive um, games against the, the um, you know, the Braves. And, you know, all I have to say is just Brian Jordan and just drop the proverbial mic and, you know, what I'm, yeah, you know, any Met fan, you know, knows what I'm talking about, you know. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, to to go back, yeah, I was just saying, you know, where I was at uh, 9-11, you know, going to school. Uh, well, actually, yeah, we both were going to to school. We were going to the same class at the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So let me let me let you um, say what how your experience was literally twenty years ago today, and how it shaped you today. So I'll give you the floor, Mac. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I remember it like it was yesterday. Watching it, you know, breaking news that a plane just hit the the. Uh, the first tower, and I thought it was an accident at first. And then, you know, as I'm about to leave out, they, they reported that the second plane hit the second tower, and that's when you knew that it was an attack on America. And I was stunned. You know, I didn't know whether or not to stay home or go to school, but, you know, I proceeded to go to school, and, you know, I heard people around the campus talking about it, and, you know, even our professors uh, were talking about it. Um, you know, the first few classes I had. And I don't even know if they continued classes. I think they ended up canceling the remaining classes for the day. Yeah, they did. And then, yeah, everyone was sent home. So, I mean, it was shock. And, you know, also, you could smell the smoke. Because the buildings are so high up, just mm. the smoke from the explosions, you could smell it all the way in Brooklyn, coming from Manhattan. I mean, it was just a crazy day. And and sad day, you know, for uh, New York, but for America. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I still, you know, I still think of that day. You know, it, it's still fresh in my memory. You know, and 20 years, man, it's like it's flown by. It's like it happened yesterday, almost. You know, but um, yeah, it's a day that we'll always remember and and commemorate. Uh, you know. There's people who are uh, found themselves in that building, you know, the wrong place at the wrong time. But you know, of course, they didn't know it was an attack like that was going to happen. And you know, to all those brave firefighters and policemen that went in that building, despite you know that building being at risk of collapsing, you know, they were brave enough to go in there, help people go, go all the way up to the higher floors, try to get everyone out, try to get everyone out, out. And, you know, some of those brave uh, men and women ended up losing their lives. So, you know, my condolences to all the families of uh, those people uh, that, you know, that passed, you know, from that attack. And yeah, man, it's, you know, it's a day that will live in uh, infamy, you know, forever. And, um, yeah, I mean, today, you know, I, it's, you know, it's, it's still tough to watch the images when they show it on TV, you know, it's still tough to watch, but yeah, yeah, it's 9-11, it's a, it, it was a crazy time. Yeah, man, I mean, I agree with you 100%, like, literally, your whole, your whole, um, testimony of your day of 9-11 was literally what happened to me, um. 
you know, I was on my, you know, I was watching TV. I was about to walk out the door, literally heard about the attack. And then like you, I thought it was an accident. And then afterwards, the second one hit and then, um, yeah, my, um, I didn't have cable at that time. So, um, it knocked out that when the, the towers got knocked out, the satellite, the regular, the regular antennas got knocked out and literally for like a week, I, all I could see was CBS at the time, you know, because of the attack. But, you know, obviously that was least of, you know, thousands of people suffered, you know, real loss, you know, yeah. that, that, that's something, you know, you know, the, the, the tragedy and then, and then like, just thinking about whether if I'm going to go to school or not, because I was, uh, you know, on my way to, I was just about to leave. And then of course, sure enough, I went, went to class. Yeah. I think we were in the, yeah, we were in the same class at that, 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 that time. Yeah. The English class. Yeah. And, class, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, I remember the, the, you know, the teacher we had, she was crying and, um, and then they they um they they announced that basically the rest of the classes were over, and then I just remember that somber walk out of the, the you know out of the you know out of the um the school you know in the yard and it was just a somber somber I think you you couldn't even hear a pin drop if my memory serves me right I literally don't even remember how I got home I don't remember if I walked or if I took you know um you know public transportation or whatnot but yeah it was just an eerie day I'll never forget, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, before, you know, in tribute of, you know, you know, um, the victims, you know, the first responders, um, you know, who lost their life and, you know, all the victims who, you know, who direct, you know, the fa- victims' families who were directly affected. Um, yeah, I let off the show um, with some, you know, inspirational songs, you know, uh, the the league uh, the league greenwood um you know uh god bless the usa and then it was followed by um you know um ray charles um uh you know america the beautiful and uh you know before i get you know i segue into you know this current series uh i'm going to play um you know you know a more uplifting song and of course, this comes from the soundtrack of one of the the best songs from the in cinema history, much less in the Rockies, the the Rocky uh, series uh, movie franchise. And of course, that's um, uh, James Brown living in America. So after that, we're going to be right back, and you know, we'll talk about what's going on in the, you know, the the ongoing subway series that's going on right now and uh what else is happening in the world of sports so uh again before we head out again my condolences go out to everybody um who was uh directly affected um by this horrible ter- terrorist attack so um again my thoughts and prayers are, are continue to be with all of you so um, with that said, we'll be right back, uh, you know, in a, in a few minutes. Uh, would you like to say something before I head out? or? All right, well, with that said, um, I'll be right, we'll be right back. Ow! 
Hey, welcome back uh, to uh, Sports Women Legend. Uh, I'm William Ramon, and of course, um, I'm with uh, Macaulay Matthew as always. Um, uh, yeah, let's let's um, sh- let, let's uh, switch gears slightly to um, what's going on in the Subway Series right now as we're speaking. Um, right now, Chapman's on the mound. Right now, he's trying to close out the game. the The, the Yankees are leading, um, eight to seven, um, a bottom of the ninth. Baez is um, at the plate as we're speaking. Uh, yeah, Friday night, um, you know, me and Mac was um, hanging out watching um, the Subway Series game uh, together, and also. Uh, we also saw the um we were also watching uh SmackDown and MSG which we'll we'll get into that uh you know in this episode. And um yeah, the Yankees had, you know, a one to nothing lead. They they uh they blew you know, they blew it on this crazy um wait as a uh he got the ball catch. Chapman yeah. doing his best to try to blow this game, but Judge Judge is single handedly bring you know snap trying to snap this uh, seven game losing streak right now. The Yankees are going are are on right now. Yeah, can you believe that Yankees who a couple of weeks ago they they had a thirteen game winning streak, mm-hmm. but the last couple of weeks they've been playing like I mean they've been just horrible. Now, you know, this is a do-or-die game. And hopefully they can hold on to this one-run lead. I mean, Chapman, Chapman has been blowing games lately against the Mets in recent history, these past couple of years. Uh, uh, hopefully it hopefully will happen again. I mean, you know, but I don't know. The magic of the Mets look like it's... it's um, it's um gone out in this game. I mean, they had to, you know, come back from a 5-0 deficit to briefly take the lead, you know, 6-5 lead and then they stretched the 7-7 seven, seven, uh what 7-7-5. Seven, seven, uh but then of course, uh May blew that game. Blew it in the the ninth and they scored three three runs on on on, you know, you know, on on the Mets bullpen. So, yeah, the Yankees have the lead. So, I um, caught this Yankees game have... late. Did Lindor hit his 20th home run tonight? Lindor is on 14 home runs, man. He, <laughs> this, guy, this guy would have to hit like three home runs up per game in the next couple of days for him to, to even reach 20. Yeah. But Baez did hit his 20, his 30th. If that makes you feel better. Well, Baez and Alonso, that's your best offensive players. Well, yeah, naturally. Um, but yes, Friday night, uh, yeah, Friday night, Lindor did hit a home run, a, a home run that I had, I thought no idea, I thought that ball was going foul. I, I thought there was no way that ball would have stayed fair, and especially how the camera angle was focusing on the shot. It, it it's like the the cameraman just got the the shot in focus just as it went into the um over the right field wall because it looked like it was spice, the spicing foul all the way. Um, yeah, right now, um, 
Davis is trying to tie this game up. Uh, one out, you know, after Baez um, flew out thanks to a diving, uh, you know, a, you know, a diving play by uh, Judge to, you know, rob uh, Baez of a hit. Let's go, Yankees. Yeah. So basically, uh, you know, yesterday Mets, you know, you know, uh, Baez did this. Oh, actually, it was VR that made this crazy play where um, Sanchez gave up on the play thinking he was going to, um, wasn't going to attack. Okay, come on. Uh, where's, no, he, oh, there's a base hit right here. Um, now it's a double. Ground roll double. Uh-oh. So the time run. Chapman up to his old tricks. Time run is on, uh, time run is at the, you know, on second. And uh, the potential winning run is coming up at the plate um, with Pilar, who's arguably one of the Mets' clutches hitters, especially from the Mets' uh, bench, the bench mob. Um, he's batting 225, 14 home runs, 42 RBIs. 225 is not going to scare you, but, um, you know, he's a veteran guy. Um you know he he's hit better than his numbers indicate, but you know Chapman throws a hundred, so I mean we'll see what happens. Something's got to give. Uh, he fouls off the first pitch, nothing in one on Pilar. So yeah, the Mets you know overcame the the Yankees and you know the one nothing lead and then uh, a two one lead. Uh, Baez Baez um. No, actually, Baez knocked in, I think, some runs yesterday. Uh, Lindor knocked in a run. Even James McCann hit a double, you know, that, which knocked in an RBI. So it was a great performance by everybody uh, yesterday. Uh, and McGill, he struck out He struck out 10, a career high. He, I mean, he was pitching well. All right, um, well, Pilar fouls off the, another pitch, nothing in two. Yeah, so Yankees are trying to snap their seven-game uh, losing streak. Mets are trying to maintain their winning streak um, right here. Um, you know, they 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 had um, they played 500 against the Marlins and the the Nationals in their previous series. And as we are speaking right now, the Mets are 70 and 70. Mets are currently five games back in the NL East. Chapman, Chapman, trying to show his Benitez Chapman. tonight. Oh, he swung and a miss, but the no! ball got away. The runner, uh, he is he out? Oh, he got him yeah. out. He got him out. Wow. He struck him out, and he he um a wild pitch, and he was able to get the 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 force out at first. Out at first, so now typical Mets, they have the tying run. 90 feet away, but now they have, they're down to their last out. Typical Mets. Once they get someone in scoring position, they forget how to hit. Chapman is wild, but barring a miracle from the Mets, a franchise who's known for miracles, uh, Yankees losing streak is going to, is going to be snapped, but Let's see. You know, this is the franchise that made it famous. You gotta believe by a 
a Yankee great to manage the team at that time, Yogi Berra. So we'll see we'll see if Mets can have another magical moment, especially with McCann. Hopefully McCann can, because if he can't, then we're going to lose. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Oh, uh, actually, it's 1-0 to McCann. Um, he's two for three today. Um, you know, he's, he, so far he's, he's hit well these past couple of days, but, um, can't really count on him. I mean, he has, to his credit, he has improved as a hitter, um, these past couple of years. Um, he was with, uh, Detroit, uh, before he signed with the Mets, but, um, yeah, right now he's, he's two and oh. That pitch was just a bit outside, like they say in the major league uh, movie, major league movie. So we'll see what's going on here. I think they, I think the staff sees something. Uh, maybe I don't know. They're or, or maybe this is the, just strategic. I guess it's just strategy. Something yeah. that. Um, Luis Rojas never heard of because he'll he'll just pitch to anybody even if they're hot or not. He doesn't like cautiously pitch around people or or um, make the 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 streak is like the streaky hitter get themselves out swing at bad pitches. It's like you know he just he just goes by the books and whatever he's programmed to do before the game, he's just gonna stick with it. You know he just he you know. That, I mean, that's the problem with a lot of these new managers. You know, old school managers. You know, they, you know, they, they, you know, they go by their gut and what yeah. they think is going to happen. Now it's just analytics. You know, they're just, you know, I, don't get me wrong. Analytics is a good thing, but I think it should be uh, a marriage between analytics and you know, and just going by your gut. But now it's yeah. like people are these not, not new manner these new age managers. They just Go by analytics, you know. Right now he's two and zero. McCann will McCann produce. Ooh. He fouled the pitch off. Looks like he just missed just that missed pitch. That. Yeah, fouled it right back. Two and one. You know, probably the piss he's gonna wish he had back. Might might be his only shot of um, tying or even winning this game. Mets I fans are Mariano in the Met jersey. <laughs> yeah, that dude they look like Mariano. <laughs> oh man. Let's see. Hopefully McCann can come true here. Uh he pops it up and this will do it. And Judge, he makes a catch. Ball game over. Yankees win. <laughs> Yankees win. And their seven-game losing streak is over. Everyone is well in Yankee land. The Yankees have won a ball game. Oh, my goodness. What a great play. The Yankees have finally won a game. The first win they had in over a week. And now the Yankees are going to try to win the season, or I should say um, this series tomorrow. Tomorrow, I would presume ESPN, because once Yankees are playing, you know, it's – 99% 99% of the time ESPN. So, so yeah, we'll see the we'll we'll see what happens. We'll fill you in uh, in two weeks from now. Uh, what happened in the 
the rubber game of this three-game series. Um, well, there you go, folks. Of course, I'm doing the show now. Today, they have to lose this game, the Mets, you know. Because I guess they want me to go on a rant mode, but oh well. I guess I guess I'll just be like ER and be depressed. But <laughs> it is it is what it is, you know. You win some, you lose some, and then you 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 get I mean, you still have tomorrow. <laughs> still have tomorrow. Yep. So so far, the recap in this um, City Field. Matchup, Yan- Mets won 10-3. Yankees rebound wins 8-7. Uh, to seven. Oh, yeah, and another thing, the Mets was down 5 nothing, you know, because Walker was horrible. And then afterwards, um, you know, he he turned, he turned returned to, to his all-star form and retired the last 13 batters, in, including ha- having uh, eight strikeouts. So he Who bounced back. A uh, Taiwan Walker, the guy who started. Oh, oh. The only met, um, the only met to play in the All Star game this year because uh, Degrom, you know, he didn't he didn't play in the All Star game, and then he was Walker was the replacement, and then ever since then he pitched horrible. Uh, these past couple of days he he started I think to pitch a little bit better. Um, but yeah, putting the Mets in a five nothing hole um, was not the way. Um, uh, Luis Rojas drew it up, but it is what it is. The Mets briefly came back, but you know, it is what it is. The Mets, the bullpen blew it, and tomorrow's uh, another Judge, day. Judge hits the decisive uh, two-run home run to tie the yeah, game. Judge up. had a monster blast. I saw. Mm-hmm. He waited for you to get home so he could do it, wow. and then. And oh then, no! I didn't. Even, I just saw a highlight of it. I didn't even uh, watch because oh. I, I caught the game late, but I saw the highlight. And then, of course, Baez had a, a you know, a costly error, which um, you know scored the um, the the eventual game-winning um, run. You know, so you know, like the like like the same goes, <laughs> like Job's in the Bible: the Lord give it, and the Lord take it away. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Baez, man, he. He gave he he gave us some runs and you know he gave it right back you know with that that error so you know what can what can you say so basically we'll find out tomorrow night um, what happens um, you know to cap off this nightcap hopefully uh, Bob Murphy you know in heaven will 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 we'll see a happy recap tomorrow. For for the Mets, but we'll see what we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, with we'll Judge's you... home run, I think he becomes the third, or was it the fifth fastest player to hit 152 home runs, and um, in the shortest amount of games, something like that. Mm. Well, yeah, congratulations, congratulations to Judge. Now that you mention it, uh, congratulations to um, uh, Pete Alonso. Because Pete Alonso became the second fastest uh, player in Major League history to hit 100 home runs. Mm. Uh, only Ryan Howard did it. So he recently made that mark a few yeah, days Alonso ago. Pete Alonso might actually become, he might surpass Judge. 
Uh, he uh, quite possibly, but I think both of these men have a long career. So, um, well, I'm talking about as far as like surpassing the the record that Judge had tonight. Oh, um, it's it's possible, it's possible, it's possible. But judges, I don't see Judge slowing down. So, I mean, Judge has like about a, what almost a 50 home runs more than him, and you know, I think Judge yeah. is going to be productive. So. I don't think. Yeah, no, no. I'm saying, but no, but I'm saying, he reached he reached 152 in the least amount of games. Mm-hmm. Pete Alonso might actually surpass that number. Right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, I see your point. You you're not talking about overall home runs. No, right? I'm not talking about overall. Right. I'm talking like. Gotcha. Because he's already become the fastest to reach 100, so he might be uh, the next fastest, fastest to reach 100. Yeah. Second yeah. fastest after Ryan Howard. Right. And yeah. He, right. So yeah. Yeah, you have a point there. And then another thing is, is that they both missed uh, the due to COVID. We we didn't have a full season, so they could have did it even quicker. Yeah. You know? So, but um, congratulations to both uh, New York Sluggers. Yes. Cool. Hopefully, both men will be, you know, hitting many home runs in in uh, in New York. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, um yeah, shifting gears. Um speaking of uh New York, uh your boy uh Saquon Barkley, he's he's scheduled to to come back and for the for the debut tomorrow. Obviously we gave our our predictions of what's gonna what we think's gonna happen tomorrow. Um you last know, NFL wise last week. So folks, um you know, if you haven't checked out last week's episode, you know, we, we definitely invite you, ladies and gentlemen, to check out last week's episode and, we'll, you know, we'll give you our, you know, our thoughts on what, um, you know, what we thought about what we think is going to happen tomorrow. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a giant win and mm-hmm. hopefully uh, defense looks much better than last year and Saquon looks sharp. But uh, yeah, I'm 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 interested to see, you know, there's a lot of storylines, you know, that I I want that I'm looking forward to seeing tomorrow. Saquon's back, seeing how the this Giants offense, seeing how they've improved, seeing how the defense improved. Daniel Jones in his third year, you know, there's a lot of things to look forward to for tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, so. Saquon should should uh, have a a good game. I mean, I hope hopefully so. he's not hopefully he's not you know too rusty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he should have a good game against the Broncos. And on the flip side, you had the Jets uh, versus the Panthers. You have Darnold versus um, Zach Wilson in his NFL debut. So that, I mean that's that's going to be a big big uh, big game. You know, hoping you know it's a W for um, the Jets, but yeah, it's this is bulletin board material. Both teams want it oh, badly, yeah. and then you got Salah, who's who's um man, who's um coaching his first game. So, I mean, this this is a a marquee matchup, and um, yeah, what's your thoughts on the the opening Wait, night? Did you just say the Jet game is a marquee matchup? Did I just hear that? Well, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's, a it's a marquee matchup 
because of the two quarterbacks. The two quarterbacks have history, you know, basically what what are the you know, like what are the odds of, you know, the successor is battling his form his um his, you know the 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 predecessor is battling his successor in the in the in the first match in his debut. Well, yeah. like I mean, I think that's a I think that's an interesting matchup. I'm not saying what? it's you know I'm not saying it's a rematch of the the Super Bowl with uh you know Kansas City and and Tampa Bay, but I'm saying right. it's a it's an intriguing matchup. Let 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 me rephrase it. But I think it's a, <laughs> it's an intriguing matchup because I can't say it's a marquee. I'm not saying like there it's going to be an upper echelon, you know, like game of the week kind of thing. Yeah, you know, right. But I think it's an extremely intriguing matchup to see how these two teams fare, you know, with all the pressure they both have and, you know, both teams are changing the culture, you know. I I think it's a very interesting matchup to say. What are you looking forward to tomorrow as a Jets fan? Um, I'm looking to see, you know, if Zach Wilson looks – as poised as he did, you know, in college, you know, having all the pressure on him, and then he's battling um, Darnold, who, who who definitely wants to prove, you know, that you know he 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 can live up, he can finally live up to the hype, you know, without Adam Gase, you know, sabotaging his career, because yeah. you know, Darnold, you know, he was this highly thought out, you know, prospect, as you know, Wilson is, of course. But, you know, Gates didn't do him any favors. You know, this guy was supposed to be an offensive specialist, and Darnold regressed um, horribly. So, you know, this is, this is, this is Darnold's put-up-or-shut-up year, you know. This is, what, his, I think, fourth year in the league. So, you know, he, this is moment to, um, to shine, to show that he's not a, you know, he's, he's not a potential bust. You know, so I'm I'm really looking forward to this game, and hopefully it'll be a Jets win. Yeah, it'd be interesting. It's gonna be in the watch tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of wins, yeah, man, let's 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 talk about Big Brother, man. History has been made, like. Big Brother 23, like, um, you know, for, for, you know, for throughout the whole, all the seasons, you know, they've never been a black winner, you know, because there's always usually like one or two black people every year, you know, and, you know, they never, they're never, you know, you know what I'm saying? They never are in a position of, you know, going deep into the game. They're always, like, usually used as pawns, you know, in the game. But this season, for the first time ever, they had more than two or three people. They actually had six people. And, uh, you know, they they all formed an alliance called the Cookout to ensure that they're going to put matters in their own hands and not vote with the House, but instead become the House you know, you know, become the influential secret group within the house that, um, that's controlling things. And sure enough, you know, with some twists and turns here and there, some infighting, you know, uh, uh, 
a secret division between the cookout between the men and the women. You know, it's going to come to fruition starting tomorrow's episode because uh, the cookout, you know, they kicked out Claire and they kicked out Alyssa um, in the double eviction on Thursday night. So now, basically, the last six the last six people in the house are all cookout members. You know, you have um, Hannah, you have Tiffany, you have Asa, you have um, Kyland, you have um, Derek F., who's the son of uh, the late great Smoking Joe Frazier, and um, then you have Xavier, who I think has a strong chance of winning the game. You know, I, I, what's your thoughts on history uh, on, on this this season and what what happened? Well, it's uh, yeah, man, it's historic. I mean, you never had this many African Americans left in this house ever, and yeah, I mean, Big Brother knew what they were doing. You know, they they've they've heard the complaints and they've heard the fans actually from more African-Americans in the house, and that's what you got this year, you know? They stacked the deck. And, <laughs> and right now you have the, you know, the blacks have the winning hand, you know, oh, with, this, with, time. This, with this cookout alliance. So, yeah, man, it's it's historic, and, you know, guarantees that uh, African-American will win this game. And, you know, after this season, when, Amer- when an African-American is eventually win the game, you know, these other groups, they're going to want theirs. You know, Asian Americans, <laughs> they're going to want their, they're gonna want their group to be represented. Yep. Then you have the Middle Easterns, you know, so yeah, man, it's it, it's great to see, though. It's great to see. Yep, it's but, long overdue. But, you know, I gotta, I gotta correct you because an African American oh, yes. has yeah, won Big Brother name? before. Tamar did. She won the celebrity one. Yeah, I, I was waiting for you to. I was waiting for you to, um, you know, to, to, you know, to say what you had to say, and then I was gonna say that. But yes, you are correct. Technically, there was a Big Brother, a Black Big Brother winner. Yeah. Uh, and that was Tamar, but that was Celebrity. Celebrity Big Brother. Celebrity yeah. Big Brother. Technically counts, uh, but you know, I mean, not to her fault, you know, but yeah. you know, the Celebrity Big Brother, you know, they they don't have slop, you know, they get the. Celebrity treatment, of course. You know, yeah, because, that's true. You know, they're celebrities, so they don't have. And then it's like what three thirty days instead of the usual ninety days. Mm. So they don't have like the full experience. I mean, I mean, I'm not faulting the the celebrities, especially Tamar. You know, hey, yeah. you know, if you win, you you know that you get the this is the card you were dealt. I mean, yeah. what, what you expected to take the slop? She don't need to eat it. So I mean, it's not her fault. You know, I mean. You know, it, you know, I'm happy. I was happy when she won. You know, so, but now in the regular Big Brother, we're ensured that we're gonna have, uh, you know, finally have a a black winner. You know, yeah, which yeah. seemed impossible. You know, because there's always one or two, and then they they always, you know, never they never, you know, are are taken seriously, and then they just get knocked out. Yeah, you know. But hey, you know, congratulations to the cookout. In my opinion, the greatest alliance. You know, they beat out Chilltown. Um, they beat out the the what was it, the Renegades. 
Like they beat out all the the groups. I forgot. I'm, the the other names of the groups are 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 escaping me at the moment. But Showtime yeah. was Mike Bookie and um, uh, uh, Doctor Will. You you heard what's going on with them? Supposed to, right? Uh, I heard that I heard that um they're not cool anymore. Like they were suing each other or something to that effect. Well, recently I heard that uh, Mike Boogie is mad at Doctor Will because they were supposed to go. They were supposed to be on uh, I think probably the All Star race or something as, as mm-hmm. a duo, and Will pulled out, and now uh, you know Mike Boogie's mad at him because of that and stalking him. And we'll have to get a restraining order. Crazy yeah, that's messed up. Yeah, yeah. messed up. You know, once friends now rivals. That's not like a WWE thing, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah. that like with um Shawn Michaels? Shawn Michaels and Diesel. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> for real. Like, <laughs> but yeah, man. I, I, yeah, it's really sad because you know they look like. They were like the best of friends on that show. Like, you know, yeah, they had, yeah, they. I mean, it's it's very sad to see how their relationship went out like that. Yeah, you know. But by the way, I know you're gonna go into WWE soon, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was. You said Shawn Michael and Diesel, are they you know friends and then became rivals? Mm-hmm. You know, I think the same things that happened with uh, what's his name, uh, AJ Styles and um, oh, Omar. Oh, oh yeah, you gotta you gotta see that happen soon. Oh yeah, and I don't know about you, but I don't like the tagline, the 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 um the tagline that the nickname that they gave him, AJ Styles Personal Colossus. Like, that's <laughs> a slave, man. Like, like Personal Colossus, because of his bodyguard, his you know his um henchman, or something like that. His own personal, like personal, like that'll. You know what I mean? That sounds like yeah. It's it just weird verbiage. I don't mind the colossalist, you know, with the whole his own personal colossus, like he owns him. Like I mean, and I'm not like a politically correct person. Like I don't get like triggered or anything like that. But it just it just sounds weird. It just you know what I mean? Like, but it, I mean it is what it is. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but that's definitely gonna happen. I mean, Omos is almost gonna, you know, turn on him eventually, or yeah, he's gonna turn on he's gonna turn on Omos, which would be dumb. But um, yeah, that's definitely something that's gonna go down the line, eventually. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I guess we should yeah we should go to WWE talk about the 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 SmackDown on MSG, um, you know, talk about WWE and then we'll go into um, NXT and of course, AEW, the, the, um, the pay-per-view, but yeah, let's, um, yeah. W- what's your thoughts on the week of uh, uh, WWE, especially the, um, the SmackDown at MSG? It was a good week, I think for WWE. Um, if she would this, Super SmackDown um, yesterday, uh, or on Friday, I should say. Um, yeah, it looks like it was a great show at MSG. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I was supposed to be there, but didn't be there because of uh, some you know, restrictions. But um, yeah, it looked like it was a great show. Yeah, that Trey Young. Yeah, that was. 
Post shock appearance in the in Madison Square Garden again, getting booed by the fans. <laughs> well deserved booze. Yeah. I wish they would have gave Jordan that treatment. <laughs> yeah, uh, speaking that. of Jordan, speaking of Jordan, uh, Jordan and um, uh, I think Patrick Ewing were there to uh, congratulate Derek Jeter of him going, to, him and Larry Walker going to the Hall of Fame. So, uh, oh, yeah. congrats to Derek Jeter and um, Larry Walker entering the Hall of Fame and all the you know, recipients. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, he had a great speech there. So, yeah, well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Congrats to Jeter uh, and all the uh, the MLB inductees of this year. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, yeah, it was funny. Um, what's his name? Um, darn, uh, Sammy Zane was wearing a, <laughs> a Kevin Knox jersey, and then he surprised everybody <laughs> with the tr- the Trey Young appearance. Trey Young even had his own music and intro and all this stuff. Oh man, the only thing Trey Young was missing was the 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 shush finger um sign he did on us in game one of that um divisional round. Yeah, Macaulay's still speechless because you know he he's remembering you know. The playoff series, and of course, what what Trey Young did, you know, his appearance. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, you know, the good guys end up winning, and uh, you know, Biggie hit the big ending on uh, the big ending on Sami Zayn, and then uh, but that prior to that, uh, Trey Young got kicked out. He got ejected, which is what they should have did in that the the real series against the Knicks. You know, I thought I take, thought I thought he made a good he, he made a great villain. Trey Young did. Mhm. Yeah. yeah, he was caught like trying to choke uh, Ray Mysterio, which should have been a disqualification, but yeah. WWE logic, you know. Because mm-hmm. the referee yeah. saw him saw him doing it. Like if he was talking to him and like like antagonizing him, and then the referee was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" But he was about to attack him, and then the referee saw it. Then he could have just ejected him, but he was literally choking him, choking Ray Mysterio. Yeah. Well, uh, pretending to choke Ray Mysterio anyway, storyline wise. And then he got caught, and they threw him out. Like if there was anybody else, they would have got the match would have got disqualified. And Lord knows, WWE loves to disqual end their matches in DQs. If you don't believe me, I'll I'll get to I'll get to um, a, a a big match that that ended in DQ momentarily. So yeah, so basically, um, you know, the, the the good guys won. Um, but prior to that, to me, was the marquee of this whole MSG thing. The biggest moment of the MSG uh, on SmackDown was, uh, you know, the arrival of Brock Lesnar. Um, you know, challenging. Um, you know, Roman Reigns uh, match, and basically the Bloodline were attacking, um, were attacking Brock Lesnar, and Brock, Les- um, Brock Lesnar told Paul Heyman in front of Roman Reigns and the Usos that, why didn't you tell um, Roman that I was coming? And you know that that you know that shocked everybody. <laughs> Heyman was speechless. And then, and then you know the the um the bloodline left the ring, leaving him, to, you know, him to as a sacrificial lamb, 
and then Heyman, you know, um, being quick witted, you know, he he started going through his, you know, um, typical undisputed. You know, he's just, you know, um, blowing smoke up. You know, Brock Lesnar, like the good old days, and then Brock Lesnar, you know, tells him to make the match before he has five seconds to make the match or else, you know, he's going to take him to Suplex City. And while he's counting down, he got, as he went to two, he just, he just um, was in position to give him the F5. And then that's when uh, Roman Reigns out of nowhere did the Superman punch. And, um, you know, the Usos super kicked him. Then they were going to go for the super kick again, and then um, Brock Lesnar double-closed-lined them and then took the Usos to Suplex City, you know. And, uh, you know, yeah, basically, um, you know, th- this is setting up their match, their eventual match between Brock Lesnar and uh, Roman Reigns. And then another major moment was uh, Becky Lynch and... And uh, Bianca Belair's uh, contract signing and, um, you know, um, Becky Lynch is blaming the fans for turning on her, you know, as a, you know, for her heel turn because she got, she, you know, she, she gave birth and she, she felt like the fans forgot about her and, and now they care about the flash in the pan, which she was referring to um, Bianca Belair. So yeah, that now we're finally gonna get the match we should have gotten at Su- SummerSlam, you know. Um, and then to cap off the night, um, you know, you had the Usos battling the Street Profits, and the Usos were able to retain the match because for for the first time in I don't know how many years, WWE actually ended the uh, match in a DQ that actually made sense. Roman Reigns interfering in the match, you know he he um he put um, Montez Ford you know in a in the sleeper hold to to make him pass out for the DQ and that actually made sense, you know because he didn't want the Usos to lose the title, so he actually interfered and cost cost um you know the the Usos the victory but as a result the Usos retained the title which was more more important. And then, of course, then the big reveal that um, before Brock Lesnar is going to go one-on-one with uh, Roman Reigns, the demon, Finn Balor's alter ego, made a debut, made, made it to return, you know, return. And the first time it was on SmackDown, um, or at least SmackDown Live, and um, it's official. Roman Reigns will be going one-on-one against the Demon at Extreme Rules. So, yeah, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it was great to see the Demon King. I mean, we, we haven't seen the Demon King in how many years, man? It's Probably been a while. two years. At least yeah. two years. Yeah, so that's going to be good to see uh, at the matchup at Extreme Rules. And I hope WWE doesn't have him lose because that wouldn't make any sense to bring back the Demon King and have him lose the in the championship match. Yeah, I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, as of right now, even though make him lose, 
even though the demon the demon king usually he wins every time he pops up for the most part. Can't really think of him losing unless if he lost to Bray Wyatt one time or something or the or the uh, maybe I don't remember, but yeah he 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 usually doesn't lose when he has that match when he has that um alter ego. But um yeah looking forward to seeing that matchup. Uh, on Raw you had um you had the tag team turmoil. I thought the tag team turmoil. Definitely redeemed Raw, made it actually yeah. a, a good Raw event. You know, um, um, the Us, the, not the Usos, the 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 um, New Day with you know Kofi and and um, Xavier Woods. They dominated the the tag team turmoil until they were attacked. I think by um, by um, I think it was um, the um, what's his name. T Bar and T Bar and I forgot T Bar and Mace I think attacked them, and then somebody else maybe attacked them also. So then they end up losing to um, AJ Styles and um, Omos, and then afterward and then Omos and and um, and, and Styles lost to um, to the eventual winners um, um, MVP and the almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. So Bobby Lashley is on the quest for to be a two-time uh, dual champion, you know. And then a- after that happened, you know, Randy Orton hits him with the RKO to end the show. I can't remember anything else that happened uh, before that. But, yeah, the tag team turmoil pretty much dominated that, the, the wall. Yeah, that's what I remember as well. Remember mm-hmm. the... Uh, uh, also, the uh, Lashley Randy Orton confrontation again, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's gonna be. Uh... Well, they're fighting Extreme Rules, right? Yeah, they're gonna fight Extreme Rules. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. one more yeah. thing I forgot to mention on the SmackDown thing. Um, yeah, WWE messed. I mean, the the SmackDown was a good show, but the one thing they messed up with is Zelina Vega. They canceled her match. Like I was telling you oh, before yeah. the I didn't even notice that. Yeah, before before um the before the show started, I was telling you like if I was Vince McMahon, I would have had um I would have had um Zelina Vega face Charlotte, even though yeah Charlotte is the Raw Raw Women's Champion, I would have had her pop up on on this special SmackDown, make Zelina Vega turn babyface, beat beat Charlotte and and become the new women's champion, the Raw Women's Champion. Uh, you know, plus I mean it would be overdue, it'd be a shocking moment. And two, I mean it would be a nice tribute, you know, to the victims of nine eleven because uh Zelina Vega herself is a you know, lost her father in right. on, you know, in nine eleven in the, the because of the attacks. And if you know her story um, the thing that her and her father had in common is that, you know, she got her love, her passion for wrestling, most most notably WWE, um, you know, watching with her father. So it would have been a nice, it would have been a great moment, you know, to commemorate the victims, including her father, having her win it in her backyard in New York City, where she's from. And it would have been a it would have been a magical moment if they'd done that. 
it would have made so much sense for them to do that. And a lot of people were upset because, you know, WWE, you know, they were doing tributes, but they couldn't even, you know, make a moment with someone in the roster who literally was directly affected by it, who literally was a WWE fan, and that was what connected her and her father, you know. And she paid her dues. I mean, she wrestled in other places, you know, most notably, you know, TNA, you know, before she came to to WWE, you know. So it that was a, a, a moment of bad – that was a moment of, uh, you know, a wasted moment that they could have had. I wonder if they had a wrestle on the – like if they had like a pre-show that wasn't aired and they, they had a wrestle – I we'll have to go back and look at that. Well, apparently she her she was supposed to have a match. Um, um, what's her name? Carmella. It was gonna be a tag team match with 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 Carmella. Her. Um, I'm trying to think who else was supposed to be in that match. I forgot who who they said it was supposed to be in that match, but it, it was supposed to be a tag team match, but they canceled it last minute and she wasn't able to you know she wasn't um you know they didn't, she didn't have the match let me see if oh. i can and a lot of people were criticizing it even you know mick foley you know wow and she even had new wardrobe that she was going to debut i think it was going to be like a neutral um like out outfit so yeah here's the, so it was it was supposed to have it was supposed to have Zelina Vega, Carmella, and Les Morgan, and I assume somebody else. I can't. Um, oh, Tor- Tor- um, yeah. Um, Tony Storm was supposed to team up with Liv Morgan versus Zelina Vega and Carmella, but then mm. WWE um, canceled those event. So here's what Mick Foley, who apparently has a lot of heat with WWE now because he's being vocal about how they're you know you know messing stuff up. You know, so this is what he wrote. Uh, this is what he tweeted. So Tia Trinidad, you know, which is her real name. So Tia Trinidad's match was cut for time at the Garden on the eve of 9-11. That hurts me. I can only imagine how Tia felt. Stay strong, my friend. And then she tweeted, never mind. And she was she posted what she was going to wear, you know, uh, you know, on SmackDown. Um, but yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, and Mick Foley recently said WWE is no longer the place for talent to aspire to, which he's a hundred percent right. I mean, WWE, you know, it's like there's so many horror stories about people being, you know, treated like cattle over there. And uh, CM Punk said, had he stayed there, he would have died. You know. Um, and I mean, I guess that's the perfect segue to to um, AEW now, you know. Um, yeah, basically, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's good to see CM Punk. You know, he's now in AEW. You can see he has a passion back that he he did he clearly didn't have um, at the end of his uh, WWE career. And yeah, um, looks like, uh, well, you know, in, in fairness, CM Punk, in WWE, he did get a lot of chances. They did give him some big opportunities. 
you know? Yeah, yeah, they give him big opportunities, but it, they still treat him like a second-class citizen. Even when he was a WWE champion, he would never main event the, the shows. You know, they would still have Cena close up the events and all that stuff. Like, they still, they like, even the match with Undertaker, he, you know, he... He, you know, he was never like, even though he was the champion, he was never seen as the man, you know, like he did, he, he, he didn't even close out the shows. Like it was still Cena or, you know, the typical people that WWE has, you know, you know, grow fondly of. Yeah. But, um, yeah, let's, let's, um, to, um, AEW. So, um, you know, um, basically, um, you know, CM Punk, he defeated Darby Allen in his first matchup, uh, his first match since joining AEW. Uh, you know, he defeated Darby Allen. He, you know, he says that basically Darby Allen would have been his favorite wrestler if he was a 15 year old because they have, they both have that daredevil type mentality. You know, which makes wow. them both dangerous type wrestlers. You know, yeah. Um, you also had um, the best friends, which has Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and we, uh, Wheeler Utah, and the Jurassic Park Express, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, defeat the Hardy Family Office, which has Matt Harvey, Matt Hardy. I mean, Matt Harvey. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm. I guess hey, if Trey Trey Young could come to could, could come to a WWE event, why not my Hardy? <laughs> but but yes, it's my Hardy, the private party, which you know has Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Mark Quinn, and the Hybrid Two, which is Angelico and Jack Evans, with the Blade. Uh, so basically, best friends and Jurassic Express defeats. Um, the Hardy, the Hardy family office, and the Hybrid Two. All right, in a ten-man tag team match. Then you have Miro, formerly known as Rusev, now known as God's favorite champion, according to Rusev. He defeated Eddie Kingston um, by pinfall to retain the AEW TNT Championship. Um, yeah, it was like a a, a Smash Mouth type of match and uh you know Miro won by shady situation because he he um he low blowed uh A Kingston with a kick um you know to cause a distraction in order for him to get the upper hand to um win the match and retain his title. Then you had John Moxley, of course, you know, formerly Dean Ambrose defeating Satoshi Kojima um in a in a singles match. Um you also had Dr. Britt Baker D M D um defeating um Chris Statlander by submission to retain the AEW World's Woman uh AEW Women's World Championship. Then you had um the Lucha Brothers defeat the Young Bucks, um, you know, for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. You had um, 
Ruby Soho um, winning the 20-woman Casino Battle Royale in her debut match so that now she's the number one contender for the AEW Women's World Championship. And, uh, you know, she defeated uh, Thunder Rosa. They were the, the last two remaining women in the Casino Battle Royale. Basically, it was a 20-woman Royal Rumble match, basically. Um, Chris Jericho finally defeats MJF in his fourth try via submission. Had Jericho lost, his AEW career would have been over. Big Show defeated QT Marshall um, in a singles match. And then last but not least, you had Kenny, Kenny Omega defeat Christian to retain the AEW World Championship. Yeah, and that's basically all, all she wrote. Um, anything you'd like to say before we head out, Mac? Uh, no, just everyone have a safe weekend and just come back. Uh, next Saturday, 11 p.m., check out Sports of Legend and check out my show, iMac. Check your local listings for that. Well, yes, uh, you know, check out iMac, you know, every Saturday at 10, check your local listings. Um, check out um, my YouTube channel, Sports of Legend TV, and and check out the next episode of Sports of Legend Two weeks from now, because next week, unfortunately, I won't be able to do an episode uh, um, the next next Saturday. In two weeks, we will come back, um, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll give you our thoughts of what's going on in the world of sports. We'll we'll uh, talk about what happened in the last game of the the Subway Series and what else is going on in the world of sports, NFL. You know, everything everything that's going on in the world of sports and entertainment, as usual. So, um, he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Ramon. I'll see you guys in two weeks. Peace, everybody. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.